Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Are you the greeter? Are you the no, greeter? I'm not. Okay. Okay. Good morning, Michael. Good, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? How'd you know I was on? I heard your voice. I know your voice. <clears throat> Good morning, family. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Yes, God is good all the time, Yvonne. We waiting on the greeter this morning. I'm good. How are you? Okay. Good. You sound so good. Patrice, you think we might be yeah. able to prepare a request then for Miss Gladys Lindsay? She's she's mm-hmm. ninety seven and uh she's in hospice now, but uh just praying for her healing. God, maybe see it through another day. Okay. Good morning, Miss Diane. Can I? Good morning. Can I? Good morning, Diane. The greed is not on yet. Okay. I want to give a prayer request. Mm-hmm. How are you, Patrice? I'm good. I'm good. The surgery went well. Good. Good. Mhm. Good morning, family. It's Michelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Good morning. Is Barbara on? She's supposed to be doing the greeting and hosting this morning. Oh yeah. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Mrs. Anita. Um, I couldn't hear all of you. Can someone mute their lines? There's a lot of background noise. Okay, go ahead. Deborah Evans. That was Anita. And this good is morning. Patrice. I have a good morning, Panat. Panita, good morning, pretty Patrice. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> and for for Gladys Lindsay, for um for healing, she's in hospice, so we just want her to be comfortable and well. In Jesus' name. Whoops. Wait. Okay. Let's see. That you said Patricia Gladys. Gladys. No. No. This oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, Gladys Lindsay for healing. Yes. For healing. Let's try and get everything in order here. 
for healing, and she is in hospice, she said. Yes, she is. Okay. Susie, this is Diane. I have one. Uh, if we can pray today for Xavier Crawford. How do you spell her, the uh, name Xavier? X-A-V-I-E-R. X-A-V-I-E-R? S-E-R, right? X-A-V-I-E-R. Got it. X-A-V-I-E-R. Okay. And for what? The last name is Crawford. He has a procedure this morning. That's the... the little teenager that had the brain hemorrhage right before the pandemic. He has a procedure this morning to remove the ABM and um, that they put in his brain. Oh, to and remove the ABM. A is in Apple. B is in Victor. M is in Mary. To remove the ABM from his brain, right? Yes. At eight thirty today. Wow. Eight thirty. Okay. I've got it. Um, Barbara was supposed to be doing the greeting and hosting this morning, but I do not mind stepping in. Does <clears throat> anybody else join the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Good morning, good, family. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Good morning, family. It's Angela. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Good morning, Good morning, Good morning Sister Tracy. And who else was that? Is anyone else during the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? everyone it's 605 and I will continue um good morning my name is Susie and I am your hostess this morning thank you for joining us here on declare victory we are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific time to edify empower encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed, too. Be sure to join us daily in June for the monthly theme entitled Journey to the Secret Place. Week 2's declarations, messages, teachings, and lessons will be based on Praise on Your Journey to the Secret Place. Our wonderful and gifted declares will definitely bless you. We do have two announcements today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Woman's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. 
it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Sazero. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. We thank you in advance for your gift. Please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign I declare victory. And I will repeat that, www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign, I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father. We return to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We do have two prayer requests. The first one's from Pretty Patrice. She's asking that we pray for Gladys Lindsay for healing as she is in hospice. And Diane is asking for a prayer request for Xavier. Xavier, Xavier is having a procedure this morning to remove an AVM from his brain at 8.30 this morning, so please keep them lifted up in prayer. Here the call is Prayer and Corporate Praise will be brought by Angela. The Declaration will be brought by Apostle Pierre. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the Declare Apostle Pierre. excuse me. And I will repeat that. Prayer and Corporate Praise will be brought by Angela. The declaration will be brought by Apostle Pierre. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer. Can somebody mute your phone, please? Thank, thank you. The scripture for today is Psalms 75 1. We praise you, God. We praise you. For your name is near. People tell us your wonderful deeds. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we do ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Angela. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for that wonderful greeting, Susie. We greet you all with the love of Jesus Christ on this morning. We thank you. We thank God for you on this morning. If you could please just double check your phone um, just to make sure you are on mute if you're driving or if you're at home or at work. Let us go before the throne of grace. Father, we bless you. We praise you on this morning. Father, we lift up your magnificent name. We lift up your wonderful name. Hallelujah. God, you are good. You are good, you are holy, you are righteous, you are excellent, you are mighty, you are holy, Jesus. We thank you, we praise you, God, we worship you. We have praise on our lips on this morning. We have thankfulness 
on our lips this morning, God. We lift you up and give you praise because you are magnificent. You're great. You are long-suffering. You are our God. You are mighty. You are omnipotent. You are the only wise God, and there's none other like you. God, we lift up your name and give you praise because there's no one else to praise God. There is no one else to lift up God. There is no one else to give the glory but you. God, you are faithful. Hallelujah. God, you are mighty. Hallelujah. And you reign down in our souls, God. You are merciful. God, you never change. Hallelujah. God, you are sovereign, Father, ever-present. Hallelujah. God, you're the God that knows everything, the God that is love, the just and one and only God, merciful. Hallelujah. God, that never changes. You never change. You never change. You are never, you never change. You are never changing. Hallelujah. You never change. You never change. In the name of Jesus, you are powerful and you never change. Your love is great. It is great. It is all-knowing. It is all-encompassing. God, you are good, Father. We lift you up on this morning. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for a mind to serve you. Thank you for a mind to come before you. Thank you for a mind to seek you. Thank you for a mind to give you praise, God. We take no glory in that, God. We give it all to you, and we exalt your name on this morning. Thank you for this glorious day, hallelujah, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice. We shall be glad in it. We shall walk out this day according to your will and according to your plan, in the mighty name of Jesus, on today, God, we come together before you, Father. We lift up the people on the line, God. We lift up these, your people, Jesus. We present them before you, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, look upon them now, Jesus. Have your way in each and every person's life, God. Go down deep in the mind, God. Go in and separate, God. Go in and remove and extract, God, everything that is not like you, Jesus. Oh, God, and pour in your word, God. Pour in your spirit, God, that it can stretch out in us, God, that it can stretch out and move in us, God, that we can operate according to your will for our lives on this morning, God. And for that, we give you praise, Jesus. For that, we give you glory, Jesus. For that, we worship you your name, Jesus. Father, because we know that you are gracious, slow to anger, God. You're abounding in loving kindness, God. You are full of truth, God. You are the one that keeps loving kindness for thousands and thousands and thousands of generations. You're the one who forgives iniquities and transgressions. So we come before you, God. Oh, God, forgive us of our sins, God. Cleanse us, God, of sins we've committed knowingly and unknowingly, Jesus. We dare not be honest before you. We dare not 
come before you, God. Uh, oh, God, and not repent, not be clear. Hallelujah, Father. We're before you naked, God. Look upon us, God, and we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We glorify your name, Jesus. We lift up your name, God. We thank you, Jesus. There's no one else to praise, no one else to give the glory, no one else to give praise, no one else to give glory. It is you who we seek, God. It is you who we search for, God. Oh, God, hallelujah. We give you the highest praise on this morning. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. It's you who we seek, God. You said if we sought you, God, we would find you, Jesus. You said if we asked God, you would, we would receive God. Oh, God, so we're asking on today, God, and we're lifting up Jesus. We're lifting up those that have physical ailments, God, things going on in their body, God, with their sickness and disease, oh, God. Keep their souls and deliver, God. Have your way, oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Deliver our souls out of all distress, oh God. Father, have your way, Jesus. Send your word and deliver us, Jesus. Deliver, Jesus. Deliver from all sickness and disease, Father. Those that were named and those that were not named, God. We give you glory, oh God. We give you praise, oh God. We lift up Gladys Lindsay, hallelujah, God. We know that hospice is not final. Hallelujah. It's something that man uses because they don't have any more answers for the situation, oh God. Uh, we believe you for healing for Gladys Lindsay. There's no evil disease that shall cleave to her body, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, uh, God, we thank you and we praise you, Jesus. We worship you for her now, God. We're believing you for complete healing, God. We're believing you for a full turnaround, God. There was nothing too hard for you, oh God. There's nothing too hard for you, oh God. We give you thanks and we give you glory on this morning. Thank you for her life, God. Thank you for sustaining God. Thank you for a full recovery. Thank you for a full recovery. We thank you that the mind functions as it should, body functions as it should. Everything functions in the order that you created it in the mighty name of Jesus. Now cover her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we lift up Xavier now, God. Xavier Crawford now, God. You see the procedure, God. That the ADM that needs to be removed from his brain, God. You've brought him this far, God. We speak healing joy, Father. We speak your mighty hand being in the room, God, with the surgeons, the doctors, the nurses, everyone around, all of the attendants. We thank you right now for complete healing and recovery, God, of his brain, God. We thank you that the procedure will be easy and it will be smooth. There will be no complications. The blood of Jesus be upon him from the crown of his feet, from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. We thank you and we praise you right now. He will walk, talk, and be the child that he is supposed to be, that you have created. You put him here on this earth for a purpose, and he shall live out his purpose. In the mighty name of Jesus, we lift up every unspoken sickness now. In the name of Jesus, go down to the bone marrow, God. 
get down, Father, down inside of the, the get down inside of the blood, Jesus, down in the hematology, God, and uproot everything not like you, God. Bring flesh to the bones, God, moisture to the bones, God. We bind up cancer and cast it out in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Father. Oh, God, we bind up dementia, God. We bind up Alzheimer's, God. We bind up Oh, God, all types of autoimmune disease, God, in the name of Jesus, allergy, skin disease, God, alopecia, in the name of Jesus, muscular problems, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you now, God. Father, we praise you now that diabetes is eradicated now in the name of Jesus. We believe you on this morning, God. We thank you and we praise you and we lift you up, Jesus. And as we come off of mute and we corporately praise you, knowing that you have done what we have, God, knowing that we are here to give you praise and only glory. We are here to lift up your name and give you praise, giving you thanks, giving you glory, worshiping you, lifting Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
we thank you for the that
with excitement uh, just from some of the things that the Lord has revealed to me. We're going to look at 2 Samuel uh, chapter 6 this morning, and you can write that down, 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 11 through 12, 14 through 16, and 23 I mean, 20 through 23. Once again, that's 1 Samuel 6, verses 11 through 12, 14 through 16, and 20 through 23. And I'm going to go ahead and read it just so you guys can hear it. It says, And the ark of the Lord stayed at the home of Obed-Edom from Gath for three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and his whole family. The king David was told the Lord bless Obed-Edom's home and everything he owns because of the ark of God. When David joyfully went to get the ark of God from Obed-Edom's house and bring it to the city of David, uh, verse number 13, when those who carried the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, David sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. Wearing a linen ephod, David danced in the presence of the Lord with all of his might. He and the entire nation of Israel brought the ark of the Lord with shouts of joy and the sounding of a ram's horn. When the ark of the Lord came to the city of David, Saul's daughter, Michal, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing in the Lord's presence, and she despised him. Verse number 20. When David returned to bless his family, Saul's daughter, Michal, came out to meet him, and she said, how dignified Israel king was today. He was exposing himself before the eyes of the slave girls of his palace staff, like a mindless fool might expose himself. David answered, I didn't dance in front of the slave girls, but in front of the Lord. He chose me rather than your father or anyone in your father's house and appointed me as leader of Israel, the Lord's people. I will celebrate him in the Lord's presence, and I will and I will degrade myself even more than this. Even if I am humiliated in your eyes, I will be honored by these slave girls you speak about. So Saul's daughter was childish, childless her entire life. I want to talk for a few moments on don't judge my leap. Don't judge my leap. And so here we see that... Um, and if you read previous verses in this chapter, we'll see in the text that the Ark of God, this was the second journey. The first journey with the Ark of God, it began to tilt to tilt over a little bit when it got to Nacum's dressing floor. And as it began to tip over, one of the people that was walking alongside of the Ark, his name was Uzzah, he reached out to try to stop the ark from falling uh, as if God couldn't stop it himself. And so he, he reached out and he touched it. And when he touched the ark to try to stop it from falling, God killed him right there for his lack of respect. And he died by the ark of God. Uh, I, I just want to, I, I just got this dropped in my spirit just right there. Don't you die right in the presence of God. Don't die in the presence of God. There's some of you that are even on the line today. This is going totally different from where I expected it. But there's some of you that are on the line today. You're weary and you're tired and you feel like uh, you're, you're praising your worship and your prayer life has been under attack. And I come to prophesy to you this morning and tell you, you can't die here. You can't die in the presence because the presence is the place of power. The presence of God is the place where you begin to get the strength that you need to do what it is that God 
God is calling you to do for the day. It is the place of instruction. It is also the place of empowerment. It's the place of revelation. It's the place where God begins to pour inside of you. It's a place of divine strength. And so don't you die in the presence. You can't die in the presence because the presence is where you're equipped. It's the place where you're dressed. And so he he died next to the presence of God. How how would be how would it be so bad for you to die on the brink of God's presence? How bad would it be for you to get to the place where God is trying to lead you to, and right when you get to the brink of it, you die? Think about that. Think about the the, the presence of God and how it's leading you into a new place. What what if the children of Israel got all the way to the borderline of the promise and they all died right there? Don't you die on the brink of what God is trying to lead you. Don't you die on your way into the present. Okay, going back to to what... um, the Lord gave me this morning. And so verse number 11, it says, the ark of the Lord stayed at the home of Obed-Edom from Gath for three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and his family. King David was told that the Lord blessed Obed-Edom's home and everything he owns because of the ark of God, because of the presence of God. Then David joyfully went to get the ark from Obed-Edom's home and bring it to the city of David. Listen, when I looked up the word obed Obed means worshiper. It means worshiper in the Hebrew. And so it says that the ark of God stayed in the home of the worshiper. It stayed in the home of worshiper. The presence of the Lord stayed in the home of the worshiper. If you ever want to create an atmosphere where demonic activity cannot take place, if you ever want to create an atmosphere where the peace of God rests, if you ever want to create an atmosphere where God can express his his creative nature, his miracles, his signs, his wonders, I dare you begin to be a worshiper and allow the presence of God to stay in the house of worship. And I'm not just talking about your house, the four walls that you stay in, but I'm talking about the room of your heart called the place of worship. God says, if you begin to allow me to sit on the throne of your heart, allow me to be that place of worship in you, I will release a presence that will exude out of you so no negativity can come. Darkness cannot dwell in the presence. And so when you become a walking worship temple, when you become a walking house of worship, whatever comes in your vicinity has to submit. There is nothing that the enemy can bring to a place of worship, to a real place of worship, because darkness cannot dwell there. And so what happens is that most of the time we get distracted because we do not see the things manifest the way we expect them to manifest. Our churches are under attack because we have not really created an atmosphere that's conducive for God to stay. His word declares that he inhabits, he moves in the praises of his people. And so when we begin to praise God and create atmospheres, God doesn't just visit, he moves in. When was the last time what you released out of your mouth called God to pack his bags and pack up the truck of where he was and move to where you are? This is not the season for us to have God as a roommate who can leave at any time he wants. But I want to to create an atmosphere where God will marry me and he will move into where I am. And so the best way for me to do that is to create an atmosphere of praise. Praise, the definition of praise, I know that we think that praise, well, church has taught us that praise is a fast song. 
praises, jumping up and down. But the reality is the definition of praise is to acknowledge God for what he's done. Anybody can praise God. Anybody can praise God. Everybody can jump up and down. Everybody can say something that God has done for them. When you look, the homeless person, when you give them the dollar, they say, oh, praise God. Thank you so much. God bless you. Why? Because they are acknowledging what God has done for them. And so when you begin to acknowledge God for what he's done, that's considered praise. But when you begin to transform yourself to be an obed, to be a worshiper, that's to acknowledge God for who he is, to acknowledge God for who he is. And so the very first step for me to becoming a praiser and a worshiper is I have to have an encounter with the one who I'm worshiping. I have to have an encounter to, in order for me to know his words. I have to experience his power. And so my mindset personally as a worshiper or as an Obed is for me to get up every day and say, God, how are you going to display yourself to me today? Yesterday, I knew you as a provider. Today, how are you going to display yourself? Oh, wow, you're a healer. You're my peace of mind. You're my comforter. You're my redeemer. Oh, wow, God, today you showed me that you are the keeper of my mouth. When I wanted to go off, I couldn't. And so we have to translate ourselves to be Obed. And so it says that the ark of the Lord stayed in the home of the worshiper for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire family. Listen, when you begin to create an atmosphere of worship in your home, there, there, there's something that God has to release. God is required to show up where his name is called. He's required to show up where his name is called. And so it says that the presence of God being in the house of Obed-Edom calls the hand of God to bless him and his whole family. The next worship, can I prophesy this to you? The next worship that you release out of your mouth is going to cause such a blessing to come on your family. It's going to cause everything in your house to be blessed. It's going to cause everything that, that's connected to you to be blessed. Anything that lives under your roof, anything that comes under the presence of God, and begins to subject itself to the presence of God is blessed. It's very funny because my dog usually runs throughout my house all, every morning, but now because I'm releasing the presence of God, my dog is even laying under this anointing, not going off, not going crazy. Because what happens is when a real worshiper begins to release the essence of who God is in atmosphere, everything has to come under subjection. There's some of you, there's hell going on on your job, there's confusion going on your job, there's frustration going on all around you, but I dare you just begin to create an atmosphere to where the presence of God can move in that place. The ark of God was, was a mobilized uh, mechanism or vehicle or, or a, a, a mobilized vessel to carry the presence. You are a mobilized vessel that God is using in this hour to carry his presence. You're a walking ark. Oh, my God. You are a walking ark. And so that means that whatever tries to come and to knock you off balance or come to try to touch what you are carrying, if it's not meant to touch it, it has to die. And so looking at verse number 12, it says, King David was told that the Lord blessed Obed-Edom's home and everything he owns because of the ark of God. And then David joyfully went to the ark of God. 
he went to get the ark of God from Obed-Edom's house and bring it to the city of David. Listen, there are some people that are going to hear about how God is blessing you because of the presence. There are some people that are actually going to watch uh, what God is doing in your life because of the presence. And so you have to be able to still keep yourself in a place of joy as you begin to lead them, as you begin to lead the presence of God. There are some of you that are called to lead others into the presence of God. You're, you're worship leaders for the church. You're, you're worship leaders even for your family. You're worship leaders in management positions on your job. And so you have to do this thing with joy, even though it's a hard task. I can imagine that, that when Uzzah died, when Uzzah died, how David was like, oh, man, Evidently, there, there's something that God doesn't want done. And so I need to, to find a safe place that can house the presence of God. I need to find a safe place, and when it's time, I'll go get it with joy. There are some of us that get frustrated in our place of praise. We get so excited about doing things for God that we miss the timing of God in that. And so if we're truly going to journey into the secret place, we have to understand the timing of God. And we have to understand that on our way to the secret place, that there has to be pit stops. On our way to the secret place, there, there has to be some things that we encounter in order for us to know the, the importance of carrying such a gift, of carrying such a presence. And so what I want you to understand is that this is the season to, that you're in a pit stop on your way back to the palace. You're in a pit stop. And, and so every pit stop does not mean that you lose your praise. Every pit stop does not mean that you lose your worship. Every pit stop is a, is a, a chance for you to display what's really inside of you. And so let's go down to verse number 20. It says, when David returned to bless his family, Saul's daughter, Mikhail came to meet him. And she said, how dignified. Well, actually, let's go back up. Let's go back up. It says, when the ark of the Lord came to the city of David, verse number 15. David danced before the Lord, wearing a linen ephod with all of his might, he and the entire nation of Israel. Keep that in mind. He and the entire nation of Israel brought the ark of the Lord back with shouts of joy and shouting of realms horns. And when the ark of the Lord came to the city of David, Saul's daughter, Michal, looked out the window and she saw King David leaping and dancing in the presence of the Lord, and she despised him. So here's the funny thing about David. Number one, he's king of Israel, and by him being king of Israel, there, there are certain garments that he, ha that he has to wear. But here it says that he was wearing a linen ephod. So now David did not have on just his royal clothes, but now he had on the clothes of a priest. The ephod was one of the outer layers of, of, of the priest's garments that they used when they went into the presence of God. And, and so what that showed me was this. It says that he put on the linen ephod. He put on the robe, uh, even though he had on his kingly garments. He put on the robe to declare, listen, God, although I'm king, I'm still willing to be a minister or a servant to you. I'm still willing to be a priest, although I'm king. 
I still need to have an outward manifestation to let the people know that I'm still your priest. And so I think that's one of the things that God honored so much about David was the fact that although he had messed up, although he had done all of these things, although David was a murderer, although he, he did all of these things, he still remained transparent and he still was willing to be a servant. And so I want to let you know this, that even in this time of, of you, us, of us going into the presence of God, even in this time of us taking this journey into the secret place, this is not the time for you to forget that you still have a responsibility to be a priest. Yes, you may be a CEO. Yes, you may be an entrepreneur. Yes, you may be the president. Yes, you may be the owner of your own company. Yes, you may be the manager. Yes, you are the head of your household, but you still have a responsibility to be a priest. And so it says that as he began to lead that Ark of the Covenant back into the city of David, it says that he did it with great dancing, and he was leaping, and he began to dance, and he was wearing this ephod, and he danced with all of his might. Some would even say that he danced out of his clothes. He and the entire nation of Israel brought the Ark of God with shouts. Listen, everything is in your house. Everything that's connected to you, if it's on one accord and it begins to bless the Lord, God has no no other responsibility but to move. He has to because the whole nation, my God, the whole nation brought back the presence of God with shouts and with the sounding of ram's horns. There's something about sound that God loves. There's something about sound that God loves. And so he enjoyed sound so much that he said, if we be silent, the rocks will cry out. Which means that there is, there's a mechanism inside of us that is a, a design. Thank you, Father. There, there's an alarm inside of us that when that alarm sound is heard, it gets heaven's attention. When was the last time you got heaven's attention? When was the last time you lifted up a shout and it caused God to know everything that you needed? whether it was a good shout or a bad shout, because the word of the Lord declares that the righteous cry and the Lord heareth them and he delivers them out of all of their trouble. Every time anything powerful happened in scripture as it related to the children of Israel, God always required a sound first. And whenever that sound was released, you can always expect something magical or, or something miraculous to happen afterwards. And so it says that as they lifted up this sound and David began to dance before the Lord with leaping, it says that Saul's daughter, his wife, began to despise him. She began to despise him. So here it is that now that David is bringing the presence of God back into his city, the very one who lives in his household, who also happens to be the daughter of the one that he replaced, is now operating the same spirit of her father. And she despised him. She began to judge his leap. She began to look upon his praise to God and began to think that it was foolish and that he should have carried himself in a better manner. Listen, can I tell you this? Don't allow the way you praise God to be judged by people who don't understand your story. She didn't understand that David just saw one of his people die from trying to hold up the ark. She didn't understand that David had 
spent three months without the presence of God in his possession. And so people don't understand what you have to go through in order to keep the presence of God with you. And so there's some that will look upon your praise and there's some that will look upon your worship and there's some that will look upon your dance and they will despise you because they don't understand what it took for you to hold on to the present. I imagine that's part of the reason why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, because he understands what it feels like not to be able to go there, or he understands what it felt like to go into the house of the Lord and his presence was not there. People that, that look upon your praise and people that look upon your worship will oftentimes look at what you're going through and they will say, well, how can you still lift up my hands? Because I can lift up my hands because I know what it feels like to lift up my hands and not be able to fill them. And so she began to despise him all because she looked at what he was doing. And so when he returned to bless his family, he, he still was on his way. Wow. Thank you, Father. Man, God is dropping so much revelation. He was on his way to bless the household of the very thing that was despising him. He was on his way to bless his family. And his wife, Saul's daughter, Mikhail, came out to meet him. And she said, how dignified Israel King was today. Now, now, now she's judging what he was doing. She was basically telling him, look who you are and look what you've done. He was exposing himself in the eyes of the slave girls of his palace staff, like a mindless fool might expose himself. And David answered her and said, I didn't dance in front of slave girls, but in front of the Lord. Listen, there, there's some of you that, that the enemy would try to make you feel like there's no purpose in your praise. But I prophesy this to you. The next time you dance, the next time you shout, the next time you lift up your hands, I prophesy to you that there is going to be a changing of the eyes of God. And your, your praise is going to have the, the, the power to cause God's eyes to be focused on you. I feel that. Oh, thank you, Father. I feel that right now. I dare somebody just begin to praise God right where you are. I dare you begin to just lift up something to God that you've never lifted before. And I prophesy that this is the hour. This is the moment. I'm not talking about when we get off this call, but I'm talking about right now. This is the moment where God's eyes are going to be fixed on you because you're not dancing just for people that are enslaved. You're not just showing off just for the people that are called to work with you and to serve with you, but I prophesy that you are now in a place where you are ministering to the audience of one. In order for us to journey into the secret place of God, we have to have an audience of one. That means that I don't care who's watching. The only person I see is him. I can imagine David coming down that road with the ark of God and dancing, although he knew that Israel was with him, although he heard the shouts, although he heard the ram's horn, all he saw was the father saying, yes, son, dance, dance, dance. You have entered into the hour where God is motivating you and pushing you to praise, where you are, where God is the only one in the audience and he's, he's cheering you on. He's saying, come on, yes, keep lifting that up and watch what I do. Keep praising me and watch what I do. Keep worshiping me and watch what I do for you. Lastly, it says that after that, he says, he chose me 
I didn't dance in front of the slave girls, but in front of God. He chose me rather than your father or anyone from your father's house. He anointed me leader of Israel, God's people, and I celebrate in the Lord's presence, and I will degrade myself even more than this, even if I'm humiliated in your eyes. I will be honored by these slave girls you speak about. Listen, there are some people that, that, that are watching your praise just so they know what to do next. There are some people who really don't understand what it means to praise God. There are some people who really don't understand how to do what it is that they do. There there are some babes in Christ that have just entered into this relationship or this walk with God, and you are the one that leads them to the secret place. I often tell worship leaders that that your job in, in worship on Sunday mornings is really not to sing. Your job is to lead people into worship. You are the train conductor. And so if you jump off that train, then then the train will derail and it will wreck because there are some people who don't know the way into the presence of God and you have to lead them and navigate them there. And so what David was saying here, he says that, listen, God chose me and he chose me above your father. So number one, don't get mad about that. Don't get mad because you are the one that's chosen. Number two, it says he anointed me leader of Israel and the Lord's people. Number two, don't get upset because God chose you to lead. You are the example of how people should praise God. You are the example of what the presence of God should look like. Carriers of the ark. Number four, he says, and even if I degrade, I will degrade myself even more than this. Even if I'm humiliated in your eyes, I will be honored by these slave girls. Listen, there are some people that are watching you that will stand in awe of how you're still able to praise God in the midst of adversity. The last thing that it says is it says, so Saul's daughter was childish her entire life. Those people that judge your leap. For those people who, who, who refuse to take part, because it, it never said that she took part in the festivities. How is it that the entire nation of Israel, how is it that the entire nation of Israel is there? And the entire nation of Israel is assisting in leading the ark of God back. But yet you don't take part and you're the king's wife. And she was childless her entire life. She couldn't give birth to anything. She couldn't give birth to anything. Listen, people who live outside of the secret place, people who who stand outside of the gates of praise and who stand outside of the gates of worship and people who make a choice not to take part in being a worshiper, they will never be able to produce anything. They'll never be able to give birth to anything. And so I just want to leave you with this. I want to deal with eight things. I want to give you eight things that the power of praise can do. Eight things that that praise can do. Number one, the very first thing that praise does is praise gets the focus off of us and back on God. It gets the focus off of us and back on God. And so... When Uzzah touched the ark and he died, the focus was on him. And so David had the mindset to leave it in another place until the focus can be back on God. 
So number one, praise gets our focus off of us and back on God. Number two, it brings us to a place of humility. I can imagine when the people saw Uzzah drop dead, Uzzah drop dead, they were like, oh. Even David said, listen, I, I can't, nope, I can't move it any further. I, I must wait because the Lord's angry right now. Number three, it makes our enemy flee. And it gets our enemy mad. It gets our enemy mad and it makes our enemy flee. When you really begin to praise God, it's something about your praise that irritates the enemy. He can't stand it. He cannot stand to see his replacement get what he was supposed to get. I'm, I'm going to do a teaching on this when I, when I start teaching my, my Tiki worship course. But if you read in, I believe it's Exodus 28, about Lucifer, and, and the Bible talks about the stones that he had inside of him. In Exodus, I mean, I'm not, I'm sorry, not Exodus 28, Ezekiel 28. When you begin to read in Ezekiel 28, it deals with the stones that Lucifer had in him. And then when you deal with Exodus 28, it deals with the stones that were on the ephod of the priest. You will notice the difference. The difference is Lucifer only had nine stones, but the priest had 12. And so it irritates the enemy to, to figure out, listen, why, I, was a, I was in charge of the worship. I was in charge of the praise. Why is it that they have more stones than I do? And so he gets irritated. That's why he attacks the praiser. The fourth thing that it does, praise leaves no room for complaining. When you're praising God, if praise is acknowledging God for what he's done, when you're praising God, all you're doing is thinking about everything that he's done so you don't have time to complain. Because when you get to the list, you're like, oh, wow, he healed me. Wow, he delivered me. Wow, he provided for me. Wow, he kept my mind. Wow, he shielded my heart. So all you can do is think about the things that he's done so you have no time to complain. Number five, it makes room for God's blessing to rest on our life. It makes room. Your praise makes room. Thank you. Makes room for more. I can remember uh, my friend <laughs> Lyndon. We were over at his house, and we were having a rehearsal when I was singing in his group. And everybody was over there. His son was in the room, and his son said, Daddy, can I get a piece of paper? And he said, yes, yeah, son. He gave him a piece of paper and gave him some pens and crayons and stuff. And he went in the room, and he began to draw on this little piece of paper. And he came, and he showed his dad, and he said, Daddy, look. And Linda said, wow, man. He said, that's great. And his son went back in the room, and he got a bigger piece of paper, and he began to draw on that, and he said, Daddy, look at this. And he said, man, that's better than the one before. He said, man, that's good. So his son went, and his son began to draw on the other side of the paper, and he brought it in there. He said, Daddy, look at this one. He said, he said that's you, and that's Mommy. And he said, man, that's better than the one before that. He said, bro, he said, you are a great artist. And so we went on through our rehearsal, and we noticed that he hadn't been out there for about a good hour. And then all of a sudden, we heard Christopher say, Daddy, Daddy. And Linda said, yes, son. He said, come here. And, and Linda said, son, I'm rehearsing. He said, come here. And so Linda said, excuse me, guys. He went in there. He, then Linda called us in the room, and we went in the room. Christopher had drew on the entire wall. 
He took his crayons and just drew on the wall. And he said, Daddy, you like this one? And although Lyndon wanted to be mad, he couldn't do anything but say, man, son, that's the best one. Because every time he gave his son praise for what he drew, it caused him to draw something bigger. And so that's what I want to leave, too, with you is that it makes room for God's blessing on your life to be bigger. Number six, praise invites his presence. When you begin to praise God, I told you, he inhabits the praises of his people. God said, oh, if you go give me that, I'm not ever leaving. I'm moving in right here. I'm staying right here with you. The seventh thing that praise does is it refreshes and renews us in his presence. I'm not saying that praise doesn't get tiring. I'm not saying that as a praiser you will not feel weak. But what I'm saying is if you stay in the presence, he will renew you. And number eight, what praise does is it paves the way for God's power to be displayed and miracles happen. Second Chronicles 2 and 20, I mean 20 and 22, it deals with how when the people of Israel begin to lift up their voices, it caused their enemies to kill off themselves. That's the power of God being displayed. So quickly, I'm going to go through that one more time. Number one, praise gets our focus off ourselves and back on God. Number two, it brings us to a place of humility. Number three, it makes the enemy flee. Number four, it leaves no room for complaining or negativity. Number five, it makes room for God's blessing to be on our life. Number six, it invites his presence. Praise invites his presence. Number seven, praise refreshes and renews us in his presence. And number eight, it paves the way for God's power to be displayed and miracles happen. So as we journey into God's presence, for the rest of this month, and we take this journey and we sign up for this journey, let's go to that place. But let's plan not to leave it once we get there. Let's plan to stay in the place and the posture of praise throughout the day and throughout our walk with God because that's where the safety is. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. As long as we stay in that secret place of praise, we cannot be traced or tracked by the enemy. We cannot. And that's what I want to leave with you guys. Are there any questions? Are there new, any new people that have come on the line? Any questions or comments for me? Hey, good morning. Yeah. Okay. Good morning. All right. Two voices. Hey, it's Dee. I wanted to say good morning. Um, thank you for that word. I, yesterday I said thank you to Pastor Winton, and I meant to say it to you for just reaching out to our mind. So thank you for that. And he's 31 today. So with Black Lives Matter, I just want us to keep our our, our sons lifted up. Thank you for your word. I, I'm, I'm in shock right now. I'm going to teach you. Love you, sir. Oh, love you too. Thank you so much. And tell him happy birthday. Actually, I'll text him today and tell him happy birthday. Good morning, Pastor. This is Krishanda. I, Good morning, um, Krishanda. 
first I just want to say, glory! I can't even put the bass in it the way I want to put it, but I'm, I so I was so excited to hear your declaration. Um, awesome, awesome um, word. Um, a lot, great teaching. Um, the last one, the last comment that you made, and it doesn't have to be for today, but the last uh, statement that you made about uh, the enemy can't trace you uh, when you stay in that secret place. Um, I'm curious to learn more about that, but an awesome word. I I love um, praising uh, praising God, and um, it's an awesome word. I can't find my words this morning for whatever yes, so, reason, but um, so it, it was just such a blessing. Thank you. And so when I say that the enemy can't trace you when you praise, uh, so when we look at Psalm 91, it says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And so we know that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, they run in and they are safe. And so what happens when we praise God, we're praising God for what he's done. And we worship God for who he is. And so when the enemy shows up in the midst of my praise, if I say, God, you are my shield and you're my protector. What happens is when the enemy shows up to attack me, all he sees is God. He won't be able to yeah, trace yeah, me. Yeah. He won't be able to find me. Oh, he yeah. will not he won't be able to to see me because when he sees me, all he sees is God. When the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Lord lifts up a standard against them. And so what happens is most of the time when the enemy is fighting us, he's fighting us because sometimes we try to fight in our own strength. Sometimes we try to deal with it the way we will always deal with it, and we try to deal with people. And so what happens is if I allow God to be Jehovah Gabor, and the word Gabor means the God that fights for us. Mm-hmm. If I allow him to be the God that fights for me, when the enemy shows up to fight, all he sees is Jesus. It's just like that kid when they're being picked on by a bully. And they say, you know what? You, you bigger than me, but I'm going to go get my big brother. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the mindset of the praiser. The praiser mm-hmm. is, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to go and I'm going to yeah, go yeah. get my big brother and I'm going to yeah. stand behind him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let my brother fight for me. And yeah. so what, what praisers really do, we're, we're pushing our brother to yeah. come and handle our situation. Yeah. My God, today. Hallelujah. We're pushing our brother. Mm-hmm. That thing just hit me. Yeah. We're, we're pushing our mm-hmm. brother to handle our situation mm-hmm. because it's bigger mm-hmm. than me. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to praise my brother as he fights. Mm-hmm. Come on, Jesus. Good job. Yeah. Come on, Jesus. You're, you're a good healer. Yeah. Come on, Jesus. Heal that body. Come on, yeah. Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Father, I even speak now that even yeah. God, as we are on this line, and Father, as we're even praising you right now, God, I thank you that even while we're lifting up and we're pushing you, we thank you and we praise you. We say, be the good healer that you are. Be the, be the God of creative miracles. Father, even now, as we're praising you, we praise you in advance for touching Xavier, even now, God. Father, we thank you that our praises are causing the hands of the surgeon to be stayed. Our praises are keeping the enemy out of the operating room, even now, Father. We praise you. Hallelujah. Anybody else had a question for me? Did I answer your question, Krishanda? Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. Hello. Hi, good morning. Lauren. 
Sunday morning, Kenya invited me on the call this morning. And I have a question. I am a praiser. Uh, just, I'm like David. I'll dance until I dance out my shoes. I just um, here lately. I just want to know if this is a form of my praise. I'm also an intercessor. And here lately, I'm just feeling like the weight of the world on my shoulders. And I'm weeping and I'm going. And I'm just like feeling um, like I feel the way of the world, like I'm feeling people's pain and um, just for the past couple of days. And it's kind of hard for me to even get into my worship. I'm adoring the Lord. I'm loving everything that he's doing, but I'm also feeling this heaviness. Yeah. I don't know if that's a part of my praise or a part of being an intercessor, but so um, I'm listening. Go ahead. No, I'm listening. Oh, so what happens with, with praisers and especially with intercessors, especially with prophets, um, really, I, I, I'm not even just going to put those titles on it. What happens with people that are um, in tune with the presence of God, when we're there, God gives us his burden. He gives us his burden. And so what happens is sometimes what we think is the enemy is really what God is feeling. Yeah. And so, for example, I went through a season where I was, um, every time I would go into the presence of God, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sad or anything, but I would be in the presence of God, and all of a sudden, I would just start crying and weeping, and I'm like, why am I crying? These, these, are, not, yeah. these are not tears of joy. Why am I crying, or why do I feel down? In the presence of God, everything in my life is going good, but I'm feeling so sad. And, and what we do is sometimes when we go into that presence of God or the secret place, we're actually feeling what God is feeling. And so at that moment, God was grieving because during that time, it was a lot of um, it was a lot of like child abductions going on in the area that I was in. And so God was grieving, and so He was having me to pray His heart. He was having me to pray what was on His heart. And so as I was praying for the missing children. I actually was praying what, what was God's concern. And so sometimes as praisers, even though we're in that place, we, we have to really position ourselves to uh, be, a, be a walking Psalm 34 and 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. And so sometimes what we think is the enemy attacking our praise is really God giving yeah. us what to praise him for. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Does that make sense to you? Yes. yes, it makes total sense now. Because I'm not sad, I'm not hurt. And then I found out all this stuff happened in Vallejo yesterday at a birthday party. So I think that's what I was just feeling. And yep. I've been doing that a lot. I mean, for like hours almost, just sleeping. But it's okay because it's effective. And I know it's God. I mean, I just want to be able to discern because I'm thinking, okay, usually when I get like that, if something happened with my kids or something, a family member, and I'll it just intercede for it, but that wasn't the case. It was just a heaviness, like you're saying. And sometimes our praise, and what happens as well is sometimes our praise serves as a down payment for something that the enemy is planning that will not happen. So when we praise God, sometimes we're praising in advance for something. I agree. Thank you so much. I'm so. You're welcome. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. I love my sister, everyone. 
Thank you for inviting me, Kenya. That was awesome that you called and did that. That was perfect timing. Awesome word. And to whom am I speaking to? So that was Dee Dee that just said, welcome, Lauren. And I'm Dion. Welcome, welcome, Dion. Yes, I'm Dion. <laughs> Thank you. Um, really, really quick, just to add to what um, Apostle said. So you know how the, the word of God talks about the burden of the Lord? Yeah. That is a burden of the Lord. I, I'm going I'm to give you an example. I saw a homeless man outside, um, got out, did did what I I do just to assist him. I cried so uncontrollably, uncontrollably. It was almost like dry heave. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. People were looking at me like I was out of my mind because I couldn't. I mean, I could feel the weight of the father. And so it's it's a it's almost an exciting time because number one it means that well we are already um, accepted in the beloved but as an intercessor um, it's a it's a heavier pull or a tug in the direction of interceding for the nations or interceding for specifics interceding um, and usually for me he will show me pictures or kind of like clips of specifically what to pray for. So I'm excited for you, Lauren. That means you are boss in the in, in the intercession <laughs> arena. <laughs> Dion, she is. She is, Dion, for real. Yeah, I believe it. Good, good morning. I just, this is Angela. God bless you all. I just wanted to ditto um, Dion, because that's what I was thinking when I was hearing you, is that burden of the Lord, because yeah. um, I can agree with what you are um, feeling, because ever since um, Memorial Day, it's just been a heaviness. It's a heavy and it's a burden of the souls and of the people, of the pain and of all, you know, the pain of the mothers. And it's just a lie. And that is, it is the burden of the Lord. And so ditto, it's a, you know, we're peculiar. We're like, you know, oh, you know, we thank God for stuff like that. We weird, <laughs> but yeah. And can I let you guys know this? There, there's a grace. Um, and actually, thank you, Father. Actually, this do me this favor. All of the intercessors, um, and I'm not. I know everyone prays, but all of the intercessors and prayer warriors, lift up your hands if you can where you are, because there's a grace that God is releasing on the intercessors and the prayer warriors right now in this season. And what God is doing with you guys is He's beginning to shift your mantles. And even as He shifts your mantles, what He's doing is now He's not only using you as a tool in His hand for intercession, but what the Lord is also doing is He's beginning to open up the seer realm and the supernatural realm to you. There are some of you, and hear me, this might sound crazy, but 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 just trust the anointing. But but there's some of you that even while you're sleeping, God is going to send your spirit to other places and show you the areas of intercession that need to happen. And so there's some of you God is going to send on assignments, and even as you're sleeping, you're going to feel yourself literally travel to a whole nother state or a whole nother country, and God will show you the devastation. God will give you his burden for those regions, for those people. There are even some of you that while you're sleeping, God is going to show you their names and show you their faces because there's a grace on the intercessor right now to be God's secret servant agents in the earth. 
There, there's some that the enemy would, would say, oh, listen, I know she's going to pray for this. I know she's going to pray for that. But there's a grace that is coming on the intercessors where you literally, like I said earlier, are going to be untrackable and untraceable to the kingdom of darkness. God is literally placing a grace on the intercessors right now to where you guys will be the ones that he will send in on secret op assignments. There will be some, some assignments that God gives you, and they will sound crazy to you, but they are on heaven's agenda to shift this nation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I receive that. Glory. I receive it. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. something that we're going to see. Uh, anyone else have any questions for me? Apostle Pierre, yes. this is Prosperous um, Pam. Can you hear me? Hey, Prosperous Pam. Yes, I can. Okay, I real just, quick. I'm going to just real, say real quick, real quick, real quick, because there were like three or four people. Let's just get an order real quick so they can go one by one. So, Pam, I heard you. Who else was it? Carla. Carla. And, who and myself. Jeff G., who else? 
Mm-hmm. Rochelle. And Rochelle. So in that order, Pam, Carla, Jeff G., Rochelle. Go ahead. Okay, amen. Hey, I, Apostle Pierre, I just wanted to say thank you again. You just, it, I, when when you speak, I swear, I feel like it's only me. I just love the, um, I love the Claire victory because everyone else chimes in, so I'm not the okay. only quote-unquote weird one. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you for your word, and that's what's happening with me. God is just doing so much in my sleep. He's He's amazing. So everything that you just prophesied over us, um, and I want to speak to the person who was talking about that burden, we all kind of echoed and dittoed. And, you know, I want to also say that I've been saying the same thing, like I've had a burden, and my burden has always been for the, um, it's, I always feel uncomfortable even talking about it, black lives. Well, I would never have thought in my, in my lifetime I, I would see what I've been seeing going on on this earth. Um, the past couple of weeks. And I just thank God. And I agree that sometimes we might be fooled to think it's a trick of the enemy to not speak out on things that's a burden or pray on it. And um, I see God at work. So hallelujah. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bless you. Bless you. Yes. Okay. So I, that's one of the things that I have been dealing with as well. And I just wanted to say ditto to everyone when they start speaking on it about the burden. And so like in your sleep, um, walking down the street, there'll be specific things that will be happening. And then all of a sudden you just feel heavy and then God is going to pull it on you and you'll, you'll feel it in the spirit where I've had to, you know, literally get up from wherever I was and go and pray. And so Again, you know, I just want to thank you this morning for just, you know, shedding light and really because you could get sit totally straight up. And it's like God was just speaking directly to me because sometimes when we're in those spaces, we thinking it's the devil. Like literally, I'd be like, oh my God. And I start praying against it in a way that it's like we're really like, you know, we're not supposed to feel this heaviness, right? And so it's so often we, you know, walking around, you know, feeling, and you feel that heaviness and you're thinking that it's something um, that shouldn't be there. But when the way that you explained it, it just really shed light. And I just appreciate it so much. And um, thank you. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. So I had a comment. Um, I'm going to put that on the back burner. I got more of a question now. Uh, how do you know the difference between being used in a position uh, in a certain thing and actually being in the office? And what I mean is you speak about um, God showing you things in dreams. I have been in that situation where I've seen things and I've seen certain people in dreams, not so much in different countries, but right here in my own neighborhood and my own neck of the woods where I've, I can see a person don't know him from the hill of beans in real life. In my dreams, and God will put a burden on me on that person. And I can go to Fairville, which is maybe 30 miles away from here, and I can see that same face or that same person. And like, wait a minute, I've seen him before. And and not come to me that it was in that dream, but God will cause me to go minister to him, go pray with him, or just go speak to him. And from that, either they would give their life to Christ or it would be a seed, a seed sown or watered. But the fact that being used in it as opposed to actually walking in that particular office, 
how do you know what the difference is? Because sometimes it's like, all right, you may not be an employee on this job, but although you work at this particular place, you are a temporary service. Whereas some at some point that temporary service might be alleviated. Um, the way the way that I teach on that, and some people may disagree, but the way I teach on that is this. Um, doing something is totally different from being called to something. So right. for me, I am, I'm, a, I'm an apostle, but I'm a prophet by nature. I can't help but prophesy. When I go to the grocery store, I, I hear prophetic words for people. When I walk through the mall, God is showing me constantly things about people. When I'm sleeping, God is giving me dreams. And so it's not something that I just do sometimes. And so what happens with people, uh, how, how you know the difference, if it's something that you just do from time to time, then it's like, okay, yeah, you know. This this may be a gift of mine, but if it's something that's happening all the time to you, then maybe that's something that God is nudging on you to pay attention to, and, and so that's when we need to study in that area. Um, and I tell people to invest in your gift, invest in your gift. If 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 you feel, for instance, um, like I said before, I'm I'm a prophet. Uh, I have the office of the apostle, but I'm a prophet by nature. I'm a worshiper. So I sing. I was a praise and worship leader. There's no way that I can be a prophet or a worship leader, and I don't have any books or any manuals or any study material on the prophetic or on worship. And so I have to invest in what I'm called to. So if I'm an intercessor, then that means that most of my day, although I'm working, my, my spirit, I train my spirit to be in constant intercession. And so you're, you'll find what you're called to when you find what you invest in the most. Okay, okay. I, that answers, I, 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 I hope that answers your question. It, it, really, it really does. I, I've been experiencing more often here lately within the last three to four months. But, um... I, I've got another question. I, I'll hit you if it's okay. I will hit you up outside off the call whenever the call is over, and let the uh, yes, that's fine. Call so I, I appreciate that. That, that. that that illuminated a lot. Appreciate it. Okay, that's fine. Bless you. Good morning. Good morning, Apostle Pierre. Um, um, thank you for your um share your declaration your message this morning um it god just answered so many questions just in that piece i love the way david always danced and um how that spoke volumes of um his heart and as you begin to speak about david dancing um the lord dropped in my spirit remember when you used to lose yourself in me i used to always wonder why my worship was so loud. You can hear me, you know, shouting in the church and, you know, dancing. And, and, and I would feel naturally embarrassed because it was so much. And I had to say, why is my worship so loud? But that was confirmation today. Um, it gave me an understanding. And I'm totally okay with this right here, the part that um, as I laid my son to rest, the Lord allowed me to dance 
at the service. And I was just like, where did that come from? Because I thought it was just so different. I mean, all of a sudden I was there and and, and we were in the service and the next thing I know I was shouting and I was just like, people probably think I have lost my mind. But as God confirmed that that was a place of me surrendering all to him, there was nothing left that he had everything and that I owe him everything and I'm grateful to him for everything. So I appreciate that that part right there, that declaration of how confirms to lose myself in him. Nothing nobody sees, nothing nobody else says matters. So thank you. Um it's not a sorrowful heart, it's just a joyful heart when God illuminates confirmation in that point. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anyone else? Good morning. This is Sister Leisha. Hey, Sister Leisha. And what I want to say is so much I want to say because I'm just, you know, as you were prophesying and talking about intercessory prayer, all I could do is just cry and lift my hands. And, you know, what just really dropped in my spirit is that God really, really loves us in order to allow us to even intercede or even intercess with someone else. He loves us that much to even allow us to share a little bit of his glory. And so I'm so excited. And then I'm grateful for this teaching because now at lunch, on my lunch break, I need to be studying and investing in this gift that God has given me. And it didn't even dawn on me that I should be doing that. So I'm just so grateful for the learning and the tools that I get on this call. So just God bless you. Thank you so much. And, you know, not only is it one of the things that uh, that God wants us to do, but I want to point out this. Uh, and and once again, this is going to come through one of the other teachings that, that I'll do. But everybody can pray. Everybody, everybody can pray. Whether we pray to God or what, everybody can pray. But there's something about when God trusts you to be an intercessor. He doesn't trust everybody to be an intercessor. He doesn't trust everybody to be a prayer warrior. And so if God trusts you to be an intercessor or a prayer warrior, that means that he can trust you with his people. Yes. Yes. And so that, that's the gift, being trusted with God. When God can say, I can trust you. Hallelujah. Think about think about the people that you that you trust. Mm, mm, mm. Glory. When, when God can say, when God can say, I can trust you to know the secret intel of what's going on in somebody's life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. And so that's that's really what an intercessor is. An intercessor mm. is a trusted companion of God. Jesus. Mm. Thank you. Mm, God is so good. Mm, hallelujah. He is so good. Mm, mm, mm. Apostle, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what Rochelle said about when she, you know, uh worshiping at her son's uh, service. So me too, you know, when I when I my first baby died and 
my whole worship, everything changed. So now when Rochelle was talking about being in that place of worship and praise, but not really embarrassed because I'm radical like that too. And, and Lauren too, you, they can all attest to it. We're worshipers. We are church that worship. And so Rochelle just made me, she cleared up something with what she said, tapping into when God trusts you. And because of, oh Jesus, because of being in so much pain, because delivering a dead baby is painful, but that changed my heart to intercede for those. And so now I get it. I really get how my heart is set up the way that it is. And so when I'm worshiping, I don't care. Nobody dancing like David, all of that. Um, oh my God. Thank you, man of God. I'm just like, I'm blown away right now. Yeah, there, there's a grace that God places on the intercessor. And so um and, and so let let me deal with it's so much <laughs> that I want to deal with. Um uh, I'll make an announcement about it later. But but listen, even as it relates to dancing, dancing is a form of intercession. Dancing, uh when you read about Miriam in the book of Exodus, it said that she led the people of Israel out with dancing. There are some intercessors that only can intercede through dance. That's so beautiful. And so, and so um, you know, and that's for, even for my own life. I, I, I minister in dance. And so there, there's some intercession that takes place in dance. And so intercession is not always spoken. Praise is not always spoken or sung. There are some people who are anointed to dance before the Lord as a form of intercession. Anybody else? Beautiful. Um, this is Prosperous Pam. You said something in the, earlier in the lesson. I love the eight points. I believe it was eight um, reasons to praise. And the mm -hmm. first one was just so big. Like, it, praise gets the focus off of us and back on God. And I just love that because I'm one of these extremes. If I'm like around a bunch of people, I get all excited and I'm all around everybody. And then if I'm just on my own, I'm, you know, so like working on, you know, the two. But when I just realize that I'm focusing on a, um, an audience of one, it just makes everything clear. Yeah, because Thank when you. the focus is when the focus is on on God, and, and we take the focus off of us. <laughs> um, and I have to say it this way. Intercessors and true intercessors and true praisers cannot afford to be selfish, which is why most of the time God makes us pray for other people. Like I can remember my time still, my time in intercession now when I'm praying and I'm seeking God and I'm asking God for stuff and it will be about my life. God will talk to me about everything else. He'll talk to me about everybody else. You guys keep helping me interpret these dreams now. I've been like praying and praying and praying, and I'm just looking at um, dreams, my interpretations in such a different way. Like, this is just so deep. I'm a shout out. I'm, I know I keep coming off me saying little things, but thank you so much. I'm going to be quiet. No, you're good. You're good. Anyone else? Anyone else? Good morning, Prophet. This is uh. Okay. Hello. Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, 
figure how do you limit your scope? Like when you you know, there's a lot of things that you know, you're kind of moved toward. I mean, you do. How do you limit your scope as far as to focus on? So, like, you know, I guess what your what the main ministry or main call is. Limit your scope as in because like, you do so much. Yeah. You know, I would like, say that. Go ahead. Well, you know, like as far as like, like I, I mean, writing songs and praying, you know, praying and well, being called. Anyway, how do you do it? They they all work hand in hand. They all work hand in hand. Uh, for instance, I I do so much. I write books. I sing. I preach. I prophesy. I'm an intercessor. I do training. But what I realize is that sometimes when I'm praying. Mm-hmm. God will give me revelation, and that revelation mm-hmm. is for my book. Or sometimes when I'm praying, I'll instead of me being able to speak my prayer, I'll sing my prayer. You get what I'm saying? And so they all work hand in hand. You just have to figure out how God wants to articulate himself, if that makes sense. So sometimes God might say, hey, I want you to sing this. Or sometimes it may be, I want you to dance this. And so the best advice that I would give you is to whatever is the strongest one, whichever one happens to you more often, focus on that one first. And hey, that Pierre, one to um, the next one. Real, real quick, when you have an opportunity, will you do me a favor and share your um, cash app information? Okay, I will. Thanks. Want me to text it to you or share it? Share it in the victory room. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because, um, you know, I, I get, I have to focus on one thing. It gets me. Okay. Wait a minute. 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 Who, who, who's building a she shed? Huh? Who's building a she shed? Somebody, whoever that is. <laughs> Not building a she shed. Yeah. We don't, we don't <laughs> want to hear you build your she shed. You, you, you give us a break. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> oh, but like I was saying, thank you for that because you know sometimes you know you feel like you got to deal with one, but like I may be called to do those things, like you said. I mean, um, sometimes in my my mind, I I dance in my mind. I dance, you know, at home. But I think right before the um, was something that God has me do. It was really strange. Um, right before we went into this, uh, you know, quarantine, where I was at the last time I was at church, the Lord just told me to get up and just start dancing. And I started. I just started dancing. You know. And I do want to say this to you. Sometimes, and, and I, I believe this is for a few of you on the line. Sometimes what we see ourselves doing in our mind is mm-hmm. what God wants us to manifest mm-hmm. in the natural. And so for the longest time, I would see myself making banners. I would see myself dancing. And I would only do it in my mind or I would do it in the privacy of my home. And sometimes when we see it in our mind, it's a gift that God is trying to awaken. 
Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And so, and so there, oh, God, okay, so here it is. Um, there's some of you, there's some of you that, that you, have, you have hidden gifts. Thank you, Father. There, there's some of you that even in your younger age, you used to do some of these things, and you put those things away because either you felt like you outgrown it, you didn't understand it, or, or people have judged it, and it made you shy back. But I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that I'm beginning to excavate those things, and I'm beginning to bring those things to the forefront because that's what's needed in the earth. And there, there's some of you that, that used to write poems. There's some of you that used to dance. There's some of you that used to sing, and because you did not think that you were so good at it or because you were not good at others as others were in it you begin to push that thing to the back burner and when reality those are the things that god wants to use to get glory out of your life those are the things that god wants to use to even draw others to him so i hear the lord saying go back and pick up that weapon amen amen wow go back and pick up that weapon Wow. Amen. There, there are two of you on the line. There are two of you on the line that used to write plays and you used to write poems. God said, go back and pick it up. Amen. Okay. Amen. I received that. I do too. Okay. Was there anybody else? Good morning. Um, it's Nash and Nikisha. I was trying to be quiet. Um, but yeah, um, thank you for everything that you have said on today. And I just really just need to just sit down and be quiet and listen to what God wants me to do, because there are many talents that I have, but because, um, some people didn't understand it at the time, or I felt embarrassed because I didn't feel worthy that I need to get out of that mindset and do what use what God has given me yep now is the time now is the time anyone else I'm sorry I used to I do have a gift Anyone else? I know God is doing a new thing, and I just want to be on. And I was always thinking that that, that um, it's not dormant; it's just not there anymore. But it's still there. You just confirm that for me. That's Listen, the strange. gifts and callings of God come without repentance. Right. They come without repentance, and so. Um, Jesus, I'm trying, like, I'm really trying, but I guess this is where God wants to go. Listen, there's some of you that think, there's some of you that think that just because you have messed up, that, and I I hear, I hear older generational people say all the time, you better use that gift for God, take it. God doesn't take it. You put it aside. You bury it. God never takes away his gift. And so there's some of you that believe that just because you messed up, that it disqualified you from being gifted. It did not disqualify you from being gifted. It it disqualified you from being um, for being able to operate to the full magnitude of that gifting. The gift never goes away. It deactivates, and you're the one that pulls the plug on it. God never pulls the plug on it. 
God, God is standing there, standing there saying, hey, plug this back in because this is going to deliver you. There's some of you, thank you, Holy Spirit, there's some of you under the sound of my voice, you, you actually are experiencing unnecessary warfare in your life, and God is saying that you're asking him, you're praying to him and say, God, when are you going to deliver me? When are you going to bring me out of this? God, when are you? When, when is this going to break? When is this going to happen for me? And God is saying, as soon as you use what I put inside of you, I've already given you the key and the answer. And you're refusing to use it because you feel that I've taken it away. And I didn't take nothing out of your hand. We already have the key on us. The word of God says that he would do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power. Here it is. That's already working inside of us. It's already working in you. You just stopped it from working. My God. Wow. Hey, hey, Pierre, do me a favor. Turn your volume down on your phone just a little bit. Okay, sorry. It's just, it's okay. My car. Is that better? Um, probably so. I just know it's, it's, uh, the kickback is coming to your line. Anyone else? Hi, morning. I um, was trying to be quiet, but that last part that you just kicked in, it was completely, the whole declaration the don't die. In the okay, can you start over? Because I'm, I'm right. sorry to interrupt. Can you start over? Because I couldn't hear any of that. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Is it better? Yep, that's better. All right, it's Kenya, and I was trying to be quiet, but that last part that you just said kicked in completely for me. Um, I feel like the whole declaration was honestly for me, but when you said don't die in the presence of God, that hit hard for me, um, and that there would be pit stops on my way back to the palace. I have the tendency to feel like, like you just said, like if I do something wrong, you know, he's going to take the gift. And so just everything that you said this morning, it just hit on point, and I thank you for that declaration. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Anyone else? Um, hi, good morning. Real quick, let me get an order. There were two of you. Who was that? Apostle, this is Geraldine. And then and there was Pamela. one more after Miss Jerry. And, okay, and Pamela. Okay, go in that order. Go ahead, ladies. Good morning, good morning. Awesome word um, on this morning. As you were speaking, um, the Lord really uh, has been dealing with us as far as, um, you know, the secret place. And he just keeps showing me this feather, just a feather. And just imagine just one big feather and he's protecting us there. But um, also he said, uh, beauty for ashes this morning. And that means that as we are dancing in our traumas and all of the things that we have to go through, I just want to thank you this morning to be reminded because you're right, as an older worshiper and as an older intercessor, you um, you go through all kind of different things. And especially when you're in a room of people, you can feel everybody's everything. So I just want to thank you for reminding us. And David you know, the uh, analogy of him has always been displayed as 
one that danced out of his clothes. Can you imagine if we had uh, that opportunity this day and we danced out of our clothes? I, we'd probably all be in a, uh, <laughs> in a the, the loony form. But I thank God that in worship we can get naked before him. And I thank you for, you know, just taking us back there today. Great word. Bless you. Thank you so much. Um, hi, this is Pamela. Um, I just want to thank you so much for um, the declaration and your um, prophecy that you have um, given this morning. Um, you just, it, it felt like you were just speaking directly to me and um, particularly when you were talking about um, gifts and um, when we um, don't choose to really walk in our gifts or God has given us things to do. Um, I know God has given me many gifts and I know I have um, halted on them and chosen not to use them because I either felt that, you know, my siblings did it better or, you know, someone else was better at it. And so I have silenced myself because or, you know, stand, stood in the background because I, you know, didn't want to, you know, steal their shine. And so, you know, I just thank you for, you know, everything that you've shared this morning. And it's just really been speaking to me. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anyone else? Hello, Apostle Pierre. This is Gloria, and I just wanted to um, say good morning and thank you for that word this morning for um, just allowing God to use you and to minister to us and to just confirm, um, like Geraldine, you know, sometimes when you're you're older and you know you know you you know what God has said to you about you and how He wants to use you, and then when it doesn't seem to manifest. A lot of times we don't under we don't pay attention to the fact that the problem isn't him, it's us, and it's that we put a stop. So I appreciate um, the encouragement this morning, and I thank God for you. Thank you, thank you so much. Hey, real quick, um, before we get ready to release the call, we're approaching um, the hour. Pierre, I sense um, a heavy, heavy um, guilt and shame burden. There are people who are not operating in their gifts and calls based on historical things. Um, one of them, which I feel like it's a court of heaven matter, some of it is historical, some of it is iniquitous, which just means it's bloodline stuff. If you don't mind, can you pray specifically for that, that there would be a supernatural release um, and recovery from historical guilt and shame? Yep. Father, in Jesus' name, God, I thank you 
for being the God of grace and the God of all mercy. And so, Lord, I decree and declare now, God, your word declares that whatsoever we bind on earth, it shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever we loose on earth, it shall be loosed in heaven. And so, Father, now I bind all historical guilt and shame and shame of iniquity because of the bloodline. Father, I speak, decree, and declare that your word declares that there is there now, therefore, no condemnation unto them who are in Christ Jesus. And so, Father, I bind spirits of condemnation. I bind spirits of embarrassment. Father, I come against every diabolical assignment that comes to frustrate purpose and timing. Father, I even speak, decree, and declare that all spirits of Python that comes to choke out purpose and that comes to stagnate us, Father, are severed in the name of Jesus. I sever every tie to the past. Father, I cancel every contract, Father, that was made even by our ancestors. Father, I go back 35 generations and beyond on their bloodlines, on our bloodlines, and I sever those contracts and I cover them under the blood of Jesus. I submerge them. We lose liquid fire in Jesus' name. Father, I send liquid fire to the archives of hell that have been set up against us to stop our purpose and stop our gifting from manifesting in the earth. Father, I speak, decree, and declare that we fall out of alignment and out of agreement with those things. Father, both spoken and non-spoken word curses that were placed over our destiny from the time that we were in our mother's womb, even up until now. Father, I speak that you are the redeemer of time and you are bending back time and seasons and giftings that we thought that we missed. Father, you are causing those seasons and timings to be bent back towards us in Jesus' name. Father, I speak uh, Issachar anointing be upon us, God, that we know the times and the seasons in which you operate in. Father, I decree that it's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it's by your spirit. Now, Father, even as your prophet did with the floating axe head as they were building and it went and fell into the water, Father, I speak prophetically that those gifts that were sharpened, that were meant to cause us to build, I speak that they float back to the top in Jesus' name. And Father, we will build and they will be sharpened like never before. Father, I decree and declare that this is the hour that our purpose and our giftings will begin to be stirred once again. Father, even now as I'm praying, even where they are. Father, there is no distance in the realm of the spirit. I decree and declare, God, that you are causing that gift to be stirred up in their bellies, in their spirit. Father, don't let them get rest until that gift floats to the top and it begins to manifest. Almighty God and God of creativity, I speak that you will give them creative visions, creative signs, creative wonders, creative inventions in Jesus' name that will begin to impact the earth. Now, God, I come against every spirit of slaughter and procrastination that is associated with guilt and shame. And Father, I speak that you will begin to resurrect their dreams. Father, I prophesy on the line that it's the time to dream again. It's the time to believe again. It's the time to believe in their giftings and their callings. Father, we know that your word declares that your gift and your callings come without repentance. And so, Father, we will make no apologies and we will not repent for the favor and for the grace and for the anointing that's on our lives. Father, I speak, decree, and declare now that there is freedom on the line even now. Your word declares that where your spirit is, there is liberty, liberation, victory, and freedom. And so, Father, I loose victory and freedom even now. Father, you have taught our hands to war and our fingers to fight. And so now, God, even as we war and we fight, let us fight with our gifts. Let us fight with our plays. Let us fight with our poems. Let us fight in our dance. Let us fight in our intercession. Whatever the gift is that you have placed inside of us for this earth. Father, I decree and declare that now is the time to 
manifest. We loose their names. We loose their giftings in the realm of the spirit into the earth realm, and we say manifest now, and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 It's going to be a six-week course that I'm doing on praise and worship. The uh, the registration price is $40 for the entire six-week class starts July 2nd. Um, you can go to my page for more information or to sign up. I did post uh, the cash-out information so you can pay the registration. If you need more information, just simply inbox me, and I will get that to you. But it will be Make sure you post you it also. in the class. Pierre in the victory room as well. Say that one more time. Make sure you post it in the victory room. I will. And if there's nothing else, we can pray and release the call. Dr. Pierre, I'm sorry. Just one, just one little thing. This, this, this is Sister Patricia. I'm sorry. I I would just like to know your your website for the praise and worship uh, session you'll be having. It's gonna it's gonna be in the victory room, Miss Patricia. Oh. <laughs> All right. Are I you not in it. there? You just start laughing, honey. That mean that mean you you out of the loop. <laughs> okay, exacto. I need to get right straight up in there. I will do that. I appreciate it. Okay. That's both of us, Dion. We're both not in the victory room. I'm thinking the same thing. I got to get in the victory room. Oh, you have to do it on Facebook. Uh, well, you know, I know your well, I, All you got to go to Facebook. I, I did a Facebook, but I haven't gotten an agreement. I pushed it, but I think And Priscilla, Priscilla, my sister Priscilla, she's not in uh, Facebook. Do, uh, Priscilla? Okay. <laughs> I can't see you. Anyway, we'll take care of it offline. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and if you're not on Facebook, you can just email me at pierr82 at gmail.com. Okay. Appreciate it. God bless. Yeah, are we going to pray and release the call? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we can right. actually release the call. You, you prayed 13 times today. Amen. That um, works. <laughs> Keep keeping in mind tonight is walk it out um, for the ladies uh, with Sister Lisa Porter. And otherwise, we'll hear you all in the morning. Thank you so much for joining. If you've not done so, please make sure to go to the Declare Victory fan page, like it, share it, rate and review us. Um, and if, in fact, you have, um, it, there's a burden on your heart to sew into Pierre, you can go to the Victory Room and make sure you do that. Good soil uh, deserves good seed. Amen. We don't go to restaurants and eat and get up and walk away. So I know if I don't know anything else, today was beyond a blessing. Babies were stirred up. Um, it is yes. always a blessing to sow into the man of God. So, Pierre, yes. please make sure. You post your cash app or PayPal or Venmo and all of them, your cousins, them, 
to make sure that we can be a blessing to you this morning because surely you are a blessing to us and we thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody.